0: This is the Software Patent Podcast by BlueShift IP. Welcome to the Software Patent Podcast by BlueShift IP with me, Robert Plotkin, partner and patent attorney at BlueShift IP. We had such a positive response to our four-part series on how to determine whether software is patentable that we've added two more bonus parts to this series. This is part five, which explains another criterion that you can evaluate to help determine whether your software is patentable in the U.S. If you're an inventor, an executive at a high-tech company, or a patent lawyer outside the U.S., This installment will help you to at least make a first-pass determination of whether your software is worth considering for patent protection. In this installment, we'll focus on whether your software brings about an improvement to computer technology. If your software does bring about an improvement to computer technology, then that weighs in favor of your software being patentable in the U.S., although it isn't a guarantee. If your software does not improve computer technology— Keep in mind, that does not necessarily mean that your software isn't patentable, but it is a factor to take into account in combination with all of the other factors that we've discussed in this series. We do get software patents granted for our clients all the time that don't necessarily improve how a computer operates technically. So even if your software doesn't bring about an improvement in computer technology, it doesn't necessarily mean you should give up on trying to patent that software. What does it mean for software to improve computer technology? This can be a really tricky one to understand and apply. This factor comes from some court cases that have said that if a particular piece of software represents an improvement to computer technology then that software is not an abstract idea and therefore can't be rejected for being an abstract idea. And the reason that's so important is that an abstract idea rejection from the patent office can be quite challenging to overcome. So if you can avoid getting such a rejection of your software patent application by showing that your software improves computer technology, then you will make your life a lot easier at the patent office when you try to obtain a patent on that software. Now, you might wonder what it means for software to improve the operation of a computer or to bring about an improvement in computer technology. And unfortunately, The law is not very clear on this point, but I can give you some clear examples from our many years of experience specializing in software patents just to help you understand the basic idea. And as always, if you really want to get advice on whether your particular software does or does not bring about an improvement to computer technology under the law, then I suggest you hire and obtain representation from a licensed and competent patent attorney in your jurisdiction. First, consider an example that doesn't involve software, because this will be easier to understand. If you invent a new circuit that could be used as part of a microprocessor to enable the microprocessor to perform multiplication more efficiently, let's say using fewer computations than a previous multiplier, then that would be an improvement to computer technology. Why? Because it improves how the microprocessor operates by making it capable of performing multiplication more efficiently, using fewer computations. And multiplication is a fundamental function performed by microprocessors. So if you put that new microprocessor with your new, more efficient multiplier circuit into a computer, then it will enable the computer to perform computations particularly multiplication, more efficiently. And as a result, that new circuit in the microprocessor is an improvement to computer technology. Now, I think that example is very easy to understand because it involves hardware, not software. So what does it mean for software to constitute an improvement to computer technology? As an example, if you were to write software that enables a computer to perform multiplication more efficiently, I'd argue that that software is an improvement to computer technology just as much as that multiplier circuit that we discussed is, and for all of the same reasons. Because once you've installed your improved multiplication software on a computer, then that software enables the computer to perform multiplication more efficiently than it could before, just like the circuit did. So therefore, I'd argue that the improved multiplication software should be considered to be an improvement to computer technology for all the same reasons that we considered the multiplier circuit to be an improvement to computer technology. Now, I use the word should here when I say should be considered because in practice... For better or worse, there is disagreement among patent examiners and judges about whether the multiplication software that I described should be considered to be an improvement to computer technology. Some people argue that because the software is performing multiplication, then the invention that you're trying to patent is directed to an improvement in mathematics, which isn't patentable, and it's not directed to an improvement in computer technology. Now, if I received a rejection from a patent examiner on that basis, in response, I would argue that what has been invented here through this multiplication software is a way for a computer to perform multiplication more efficiently, and that that invention, therefore, brings about an improvement to computer technology and not merely to mathematics, So from this example, you can see, I hope, how this situation could lead you to get bogged down in this kind of an argument with the patent examiner. But I can tell you that because we deal with this kind of situation all the time, we've been very successful in many cases in arguing that this type of software is actually an improvement to computer technology and therefore should be patentable. Now, when you're evaluating your own software and trying to figure out whether it's patentable and whether it satisfies this criterion, I suggest you ask yourself this question. Does this software enable a computer to do something that it already was capable of doing, but to do that thing, to perform that function more efficiently or effectively in some way? For example, performing a function more efficiently might mean using fewer computations or using less memory or less power than was necessary before your invention. Other examples would be software that performs compression or decompression of data or encryption or decryption of data. If these types of software produce an improvement in efficiency, I think you've got a very strong case that your software constitutes an improvement to computer technology and that therefore that weighs in favor of the patentability of that software. Whereas, for example, if you were to develop or improve software that helps employers find new employees, then even if the method that your software uses is new and not obvious, It's probably going to be challenging to argue successfully that that software represents an improvement to computer technology in the way that that term is understood in U.S. patent law. For example, although you could argue that a computer that has this employee matching software installed on it is a better and improved computer uh, compared to a computer without that software installed on it, because the computer with your software on it can find employees more easily than a computer that doesn't have the software installed on it. That type of argument, in my experience, generally doesn't convince patent examiners because your improvement is not considered to make the computer perform its basic operations like arithmetic or data storage or network communications more efficiently. I realize that this criterion is a tricky one to apply. It's particularly why I said if you really want uh, advice, you need to retain competent patent counsel who's up to speed on all of the nuances of this aspect of the law and all of the the latest developments in the law because it changes frequently in connection with this criterion. I hope that you found this installment on how to determine whether your software is patentable to be useful. Join us next time on the BlueShift IP Software Patent Podcast for the sixth and final installment in our series on how to determine whether your software is patentable. And always feel free to visit us and reach out to us at blueshiftip.com. The Software Patent Podcast by BlueShift IP is hosted by me, Robert Plotkin, and Cynthia Gilbert, who are software patent attorneys and the founding partners of BlueShift IP, the software patent experts. The Software Patent Podcast is produced by Jenny Media. For all software patent inquiries, please visit blueshiftip.com.